0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my
2: name is Ashton.
3: Welcome back, Peter. Thank you. How are you feeling? I'm feeling. Today is the first day where I feel absolutely fine. Good. Good. I'm clearing my throat a lot, just audibly, but I don't feel anything at all. I feel nothing. Like,
4: <laughs> just like I, I used numb. to before totally COVID. Totally yeah. Just
3: a, a shell of a man, which is how things should be. But yes, I did have COVID plops. Um, post New Year as did you Ben I did managed yeah. to not miss a podcast just made it back in time for the podcast yeah, yeah but I'm doing much better now thank you
1: good happy New Year to you as happy well happy New Year to both of you thank you how are you feeling Ashton fine yeah yeah
2: great I didn't get sick so yeah. dodged it yet Yet.
1: There's still time.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but luckily not. I don't um, really go anywhere apart from my house and here. Mm-hmm. So least likely to get COVID. And I drive my car. So yeah. it's just yeah. me and my car. Little safety bubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Though next week I am getting on the Metro more. So maybe <gasps> I have to wear a mask. Because like, I'm a bit scared about getting COVID again. But I don't yeah. have any masks left from post-COVID. Either. Oh, really? i got yeah. loads. I'll, I'll give you some. I'm probably I'll There's some probably some, some in a cupboard somewhere. But... I found a
1: really soggy mask yeah. in the bottom of my bag. Because it's, it just sits, it's been sat in the bottom of my bag, you know, just in case I need it again, which I haven't. Mm. Um, And then when I've been cycling in or when all the, when Uh. my bag gets wet, it's been the thing that I've forgotten about at the bottom. And I took it out and I was like, oh, this smells really bad. I would never want to put that 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 on my face. so gross. Just a little piece of wet fabric that's been in there for a couple of months. Really bad. (laughs) But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about video games because this is our video game podcast. And each and every week, we are sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. They help us keep the lights on here. Any sign of Dead Island to the spider? No, he's
2: uh, not been here for a while now. Oh no, know,
1: I'm sort of like desperately, like he's got to be in here. He'll be back surely. in the spring. He will. It won't be long before we see Dead Island 2 the Spider again, I'm I'm certain of it. Oh, and by the way, the flooding is now, it's sorted. We're all good. We're in business again. We're able to record in there. We streamed in there this week. James streamed in there last week, so that's all absolutely fine. But yes, we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. Helps Mm -hmm. us keep the lights on here and look for Dead Island 2 the Spider. Uh, Peter Austin, do you have the ad read in front of you there? I've got it
3: right here. Hey. um,
2: Hey. Hey. You
3: you know, they've made, made loads of them already. Probably more than you remember. You might think they've only made like two of them, but actually made about seven. Um, that that film slash video game crossover by Bandai Namco, where Liam Neeson goes and uh, he has a very special set of skills. Yes. Oh. Um, he rescues his, his <laughs> child slash... Uh, his son, who he threw off a cliff. That's right, coming soon. It's Taken Eight. Taken, taken 8, 8. Eight. It's
1: They've made seven already. Wow. I bet there are probably that many. Ta- well, there are that many Taken films, obviously, because mm. there is the eighth one coming out. But I'm going to check right now how many Taken films are there? there are. Seven. How many
2: times can. Well, there was also a taken?
3: taken Tag Tournament as well,
2: where yeah, Liam yeah, Mason yeah,
3: and
4: yeah. a friend actual... uh, does, yeah. does
2: a couple
3: of. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah there is. Um, How many are there, Ben? I found the Wikipedia for Taken, mm. also titled 96 Hours and the Hostage. Apparently. Oh, really? Oh,
2: well, no one knows that, do they?
1: 96 Hours and the Hostage? Yeah, maybe in different languages. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, just
2: I true. So. Taken 8, eh? Does it play the si- similarly to hit game Tekken
3: 8? Uh, no, it's of absolutely no relation to right. that whatsoever. How does it's, it play? It's like a, uh, a third-person action adventure where you oh. play as a Liam Neeson man with a gun. Do
2: you get to answer going. the phone?
3: You answer the phone. That's in the opening cut scene. Right, yeah. You make threatening remarks down the phone about your skills yeah and the fact that you're going to kill. The first use someone.
2: of EA's um voice Yeah. To, yeah, Liam Neeson
3: yeah. wanted no involvement in it at all, but yeah. they were like, "Hey,
2: you who you
3: We've already yeah. got we've got the AI." Um You found out? Yeah. There are 3 movies oh, three. Right. I thought there and were a two. TV show.
2: Right, A TV show eh? okay. apparently.
1: Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Well, it's not real. Oh. I've, uh, Wikipedia dobbed on you there. I'm oh. sorry. It really told on you. Uh, yeah, it did. No,
3: Taken Eight. No, that's really sad.
1: The
2: yeah. Taken Eight's real.
1: Is it? You sure?
2: Maybe. Well, it's supposed Don't
3: to know. be.
1: Don't know. Don't know. Liam Nishima. Nishima yes yeah Is yeah. that kind of work who, who cares I, I think, think so who knows uh, no we're not sponsored by Taken 8 we're sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump there's never been more of you and the water's fine so get on in mm. yeah if you go there and support us you'll be able to get access to early episodes of weirdest and worst games you get exclusive access to rules boss and main menu you get, you get to ask questions on this podcast there's other tiers like our exclusive podcast after dark you can listen to that and submit questions for that flipping loads of stuff go check it out patreon.com forward slash team triple jump triple jar.mup is our website there's where you, that's where sorry you can find links to everything that we do youtube twitch discord our cameo if you want a message from us our shop is TripleJumpShop.com. i know i said it last time that we're getting really close to the finish line here but we are getting really close to finish line here. I promise. <laughs> uh, there will be new merch soon. But we are wearing some merch. You're wearing a nice hoodie. Yeah. I'm wearing a track jacket and the hoodie because it's so cold in the yeah. office. Mm-hmm. And Peter's
3: wearing an old hoodie. Yeah. And, uh, and also an old shirt although is this still
1: available it's i think so
2: still, i think it's still available. yeah I think that I
1: shirt's think still is.
3: available yeah. triplejumpshop.com for that patreon.com
1: forward slash team triple jump thank you so much ashton there's uh something out on the channel this week isn't there
2: there is it is a weirdest games ever week and this one is definitely weird um if you are watching just on youtube you will see a lot of the of blurring and censoring mm. um, for many reasons. But if you watched it on Patreon already, you'll know the reasons why. And yeah. there's mm. many reasons it couldn't go on YouTube as is. Mm. We played Let Us Shoot Larry, Magna Gonna Come Louder. Yeah. Um, and it was... The worst one interesting. Kieran
3: had to keep uploading it to YouTube, seeing if it got flagged for inappropriate content, which it kept doing, and yes. then had to go back to the drawing board and blur even more stuff. Yeah. So I've not actually seen the final version of it yet to see how blurry it is. It
1: might YouTube, just be a sort of opaque yeah. rectangle with us sat in front going,
3: oh my god, yeah. whoa!
1: There was but, a
2: few times that even with blurring it, it still looked still bad. Obvious, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But as
3: Ashton says, if you... Uh, are on patreon you will have already seen it and if the you're uncensored not on patreon version. and you yeah the and if you want to see the uncensored version and you're not a patron yet mm. then maybe consider spending five dollars to uh see that and get all the other awards as well. But
2: that's out tomorrow. But there's something already out on the channel, isn't there?
1: Potentially, yes. Mm, uh, yeah. I'm hoping it will be done in time at the time of recording. It's the next episode of the true story of series that we have liberally stolen from Cultaholic. <laughs> uh, and that is the true story of E.T.'s desert burial. Or, oh, sorry. desert burial. Yes, if you could. All about uh, the Atari 2600 game E.T., which famously caused the or was a uh, big factor in the video game crash of 1983 in the United States. Uh, it's a deep dive on the topic I played the game so I can give my thoughts on it as well it's rubbish which might be a surprise Uh, Kat wrote a fantastic script for this and uh, if it's not out this week it'll be out really soon Uh, but hopefully it should be out right now on the channel you can go watch it Hmm. learn a bit about that event what happened which is a big deal Mm -hmm. so there we are Mm -hmm. it's time for question one
3: this question comes from Alan Kelly hope you're married Alan and Kelly uh, dearest bap having just watched and thoroughly enjoyed mr glenn howerton in blackberry i was wondering if there is any period in gaming history that you would love to see translated to the big or small screen be that the rise and fall of cons- of a console a games franchise or just any wacky and interesting personalities who've been in the space for a long time many thanks and many kisses al thanks al for context, so. for those who didn't know, BlackBerry is a, this is taken directly from Wikipedia, mm-hmm. is a 2003 Canadian biological comedy drama film directed by Matt Johnson from a script by Johnson and producer Matthew Miller. It was loosely adapted from Jackie McNish and Sean Silkoff's book Losing the Signal The Untold Story Behind the Extraordinary Rise and Spectacular Fall of BlackBerry. Ah. Long title. Okay. It, um, it was from that long
1: ago. Catchy name.
2: 2003.
3: Apparently
1: 2003. Huh. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. I just assumed it was from more
1: recently. I thought it, it was. Uh, as it has well, Glenn right? Howerton in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, there we are. No, 2023. 2023. Yeah. Sorry, I might have so misheard. It is recent, I thought he but... said 2003.
2: Yeah, I thought I was having a stroke. Last
1: year. Last year, that makes way more sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Cool.
2: I never know if I hear think if I'm just hearing things wrong when you say I'm like well Bedmas have heard it right because I always struggle to. Well, just like, then when he
3: said 2003, I thought he said 2023.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It's that laughs> whole then thing. I realised. Hang
3: on. Last year it yeah. came I was out last playing year. playing
2: mental ping pong. Cool. With myself. Yeah. What's
3: happening? Hello. It's very gas leak? In there? Maybe. Um. But yes, I would like. To, so it depends how like sort of dramatised and and over kind of overegged it was, but I think there could be a fun story in a biopic about peter molyneux uh oh, yeah. and the yeah. teams working under him as he goes live on some broadcast and says stuff about acorns and trees what's
1: the uh what's the show with um what well, god i can't remember his name now the doctor who actor who's that who's related to the singer the-
2: Oh, Pe- Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, Peter I'm Capaldi. sorry, I'm. I'm doing like. It's not
2: related to the singer. Though. Is he not actually? They just have the same surname. Oh,
1: I, for some reason, I thought he was. Okay, anyway, I'm do I'm leaping backwards through references to yeah. try yeah, and yeah, get, get to, 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 to Peter the Peter show. Capaldi what's, to...
3: what's Peter Capaldi? Oh, the thick of it. The thick of it. It's yeah, a sort yeah of that sort of good with Peter Molyneux. Yeah, just sort of the the people who work beneath him. Oh, you'll never him know him what he's and... bloody said. Yeah, yeah, that could be desperately
1: trying to clean up after
3: him. Or in a similar vein, there could be a good documentary slash docu film, drama mm-hmm. about the um development of No Man's Sky. Um mm-hmm. again because of promises that were made and uh, not followed through with. Um yes. so those those are some that I'd quite like to see.
2: Um similarly but a little more recent. I would love like an office style like or even like an edgy documentary where they're like, you know it's got like um that guy's always on the streets with this bold head. Ross Kemp? No. Russ yeah. Kemp. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ross Kemp yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'd like him to go and do a, a documentary about, like, what happened with the day before and just, like, be in the offices and be like, this idiot <laughs> has just deleted all the assets.
1: I felt like things were about to kick off, so I yeah, got right. out of there.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, or, do you know what I would love? I would love, and this definitely more like The Office, um, a the making of the Borderlands movie. Oh, my I just want to yeah. see, like... Because we've seen nothing about it yet. And all I want is just more information about this movie. And I would love to see like everyone dealing with Randy Pitchford as like this Michael Scott type character yeah. who's like, hey guys, let's do it. And everyone else you is like, You want to see some magic?
3: Doing magic. Yeah. And they're Look all, at my shirt today.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all in like the casting room and they've got like all of these perfect Rolands in front of them. And then someone's like, Kevin Hart? What about <laughs> Kevin Hart? Yeah. Um,
1: Tall, handsome Kevin Hart. Yeah.
2: I would really mm-hmm. like... Um, yeah, I'd really like something about that. Just because I am so, I'm so intrigued by this movie. I literally can't wait because I think it's going to be a steaming hot pile of trash. Oh, it
1: can't be good, right? And I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. It's, it's just, uh, it's got such big names in it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable that for us not to have seen a single thing mm-hmm. so far. I, I hope it doesn't get like written off as a tax thing. Uh, but I'm really excited to watch it for the same reason I was excited to watch the Uncharted movie. Someone said to me over over Christmas, like, "Oh, I watched the Uncharted movie. It wasn't very good, was it?" And I was like, "I loved that movie because it was rubbish. Yeah. So good. I can't wait for the next one whenever yeah. that comes Tr-
2: out." Th- truly, that movie, th- the Uncharted movie, was is one of the movies of all time, and I uh, <laughs> I just think it's great. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. awful.
1: Uh, I think maybe some kind of it would have to be like a dramatization. Of the whole No Man's Sky situation, about how you know th- about this guy who's who who runs this tiny indie company, mm-hmm. indie games developer, and then like their new game blows up, and he f- it, like the pressure gets to him, and he just lies, and then he basically just gets called out on all these like and all mm-hmm. the difficult times they go through, and so on. But it would it would like it would have to be sort of it would have to show like the dark and ugly side of. People like it can't be a yeah. flattering movie. The worst case scenario for all these kinds of films is that it becomes a bit like self-relating and propagandary, mm. trying uh, to, like
3: humanize, um, hip, like whoever it's about. Like, the, I can imagine a horrible Bobby Kotick, uh, documentary yeah, exactly. where it's like, yeah, he was really strong, it was difficult for him though.
1: No, he
2: cut to his mum, it was like, he's just a nice boy, yeah. just a nice boy, yeah. yeah.
3: My go-to example
1: is always the FIFA movie that they made about themselves, mm. where they were like. God, we're brilliant. Mm-hmm. And they just swept all of the nasty stuff under the rug. And like they had famous actors come in to play themselves. And yeah. mm-hmm. it was like, this is the one of the most horrible, like self congratulatory, back slapping propaganda movies about how great FIFA is. It's awful, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. awful stuff. So it would like really need to get into the weeds and like show, be not be afraid to cast these people in a, like a bad, bad light. You know, it needs to do that. Similar situation with maybe Minecraft like following Notch. Yeah, and yeah, that, that would be an story, interesting story, actually. Uh, have someone play Notch in that. And I mean, I don't know what he's up to now, probably just enjoying his billions and yeah. being hateful. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. really know what he's up to. Uh, another one that I just thought of, because his story is so interesting, uh, is Dylan Cuthbert, who is currently, I think he's still working as, yeah, he's the president and managing director of Q Games, who did the Pixel Junk series, which some of you may be familiar with uh, but he got his start as just like a teenage coder in the early 90s and like went out to nintendo and helped design Star Fox and stuff right. and he's still in japan and i just think his story is fascinating and like in a similar sort of you know we've seen a lot of these movies recently like tetris and stuff yeah. just yeah. sort of like a period piece of this this is just a term i don't know if he actually was spotty a spotty teenager mm-hmm. like who just gets plucked from mm-hmm. from obscurity and just like come to nintendo and work with uh work with Miyamoto on, on Star Fox and mm-hmm. stuff. And I think that would be super fascinating. I'd love well, to see. Well,
3: and it. to call back as well to earlier in the podcast, the, I bet there would be a really good film in the the E.T. debacle as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Probably.
2: Yeah. I thought another one while you're talking, but it's gone. I would like um, a horror movie uh-huh. about how Jeff Keighley killed E3. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and he's like the villain. And... Um, He's like a he's like an evil genius type character, and you've just got like a little and this is obviously like completely incorrect and just a big stupid dramatisation, but I would love it if he's like, and then we'll hold our event at the same time. No. And <laughs> they thing. will crumble before me. The
3: lightning and the thunder.
1: Yeah.
2: And
3: you sort of have the, the roguish folk hero of um the stage invader trying to like yeah, take down yeah,
2: Jeff yeah, Keely, yeah, yeah. but he he's yeah. uh, stopped. And he's got like his like um wizard type character is hideo kojima yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. he
1: flips a switch and uh, jeff keely's monster awakens and yeah. he goes it's alive and it's like half l- like live ava. service game yeah. there's like a monster <laughs> energy drink hand he's
2: got a honky <laughs> <monster laughs> star rail Muppet's yeah. Head. yeah
1: yeah Muppets. <laughs> yeah. His, his got head. yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah
1: oh god pot boy is also there part of it mm-hmm. too yeah. um uh, or yeah. anthony
3: Mackey's yeah. some ears are on it, <laughs> and everywhere yeah. it goes, there's just orchestral music playing. Because, yeah, you know he's it
2: just followed around by that guy who's really intense. Yeah, in the the, orchestra. the well, I was going to say the, the bongo play oh, plays right. everything. Yeah, yeah. He's so
1: he plays the wind instrument. Best guy ever. Best musician of mm. all time. Yeah, there we are. There's some wonderful ideas. Yeah, man. it's now time for a new section. Ashton.
2: Yeah. Um. New year. New segment. What? That's what we thought. Yeah. Um, we bring something this. new. Sorry, well, well, you weren't were here off, last so. week. So oh. we just, yeah, you had we sort of COVID or whatever. Slack you weren't pretending. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a new segment that we are calling What We Play In. Oh.
1: It's What We Play In Time. Time to talk
3: about the games, what well, we have been playing. Peter, mm. what have you been playing? Well, it's just as well I wasn't here last week because last week I didn't play anything and because I was not well. Mm. And this week, I've mostly been catching up on the things that I couldn't do last week. Uh, but I can still tell you about what I played over Christmas. Yes, yes so please, that's fine. Peter. I played lots of party games with my brother and sister-in-law, who are uh, y- even younger than you. Wow. Whoa. Really young. What? That's yeah. not
2: possible. That well, was no. <laughs> Yeah,
3: you're the newest How? person on earth. Um, <laughs> so they still have a Wii, and we played the Wii. And we, uh, we played... Wii Sports Resort, nice. we played like the board game ones where you you go around like a jungle island and there's like Globetrot and the Wheel of Fortune, mm-hmm. I don't know what any of them are called, I was bad at some of the mini games, they were really good, I felt like a granddad, but hey, I had a good time regardless, mm-hmm. and we played Super Mario Brothers Wii. I get so mixed up with all of the different Mario games, but that is, I mean, that's an obvious title given that it's Super Mario Bros. on the Wii. On the Wii. And uh, I really enjoyed that. And at time of publishing, we will have done, of this podcast, we will have done our first uh, joint stream of the year. And we've been playing... Super
2: Mario Bros. Wonder. Super Mario
3: Bros. Wonder. And I'm really looking forward to it. Having recently played some co-op multiplayer Super Mario Bros. Mm -hmm. I had a really good time. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. The three of us playing Mario together. Yeah. As long as we don't fall out. Well, we might do. I
2: can't make any promises.
3: But it's a (laughs) usual occurrence. I have so little experience in Mario. And what little Mario I have played has been just one of the various single player ones. Like the really early ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And I played a bit of Mario 64 when I was growing up as well. Because my friend had an N64. But to sit down and play um, co-op, side scrolling, very pretty, enjoyable Mario, modern Mario, was great. And I'm sure we're enjoying it on our joint streams as well i I have also started uh boulders gate 3 but it was three weeks ago and i spent a lot of the time in the character creator and uh i thought well at least in this first session i will i will clear out the goblin camp because that's what everyone said how Mm. did you do the goblin camp
2: no no takes ages no
3: no yeah i i'm talking to everyone i've met some goblins there was Mm. one tied to a windmill yeah poor guy oh he's Um, not
2: a goblin I well, he, no. no, he
3: wasn't a goblin, but the guy—the guy, the guy who tied him to the oh yeah, he is was a goblin, goblin. yeah—and um, uh, but no, I didn't even get as far as the goblin camp. And now I'm thinking it's been that long. I might just restart the game uh, when I go back to it next week because it will have been. I played it before Christmas, so it, it, it's at, right now. It's been three weeks. It will have been four weeks, I think, since I played it. So I'm thinking, do I remember? who everyone is, what their motivations are, not sure. Um, But it's really good. I'm having a great time. Um, So that's what I've been playing. Wonderful.
2: I've played a few things. I brought what I played this week and what I played over Christmas as well, because there's a few things I wanted to talk about. Um, I've played more Baldur's Gate 3. I'm really enjoying that game. Um, I'm coming towards the end of act two now, I think. Um, And my boyfriend, He managed to sleep with one of the characters before I even got a second kiss with Shadowheart. She says she loves me now, so that's good. That's good, yeah. Um, And she wants to be with me, but he's already got boned and I'm fuming. Can't believe it. Sorry.
3: I'm so sorry
1: about that.
2: So angry. not got boned
3: by Shadowheart.
1: No,
2: no, no, no. no, Because that would be
3: really awkward. No,
2: well, he, he didn't even like the character that he... he had the the saucy time with Um, but he was like I'm just doing it because I know that it's going to annoy you that you haven't got a second kiss with Shadowheart yet Shadowheart
3: is very pretty she is I thought she's very nice yes and if I wanted to bone (laughs) one of the characters I would probably choose her
2: yeah um, I, I just want to play that game all the time and my boyfriend's playing Tears of the Kingdom right now and he doesn't want to play Baldur's Gate all the time and I accidentally did a manipulation this week when I, I opened it on the Steam Deck and I was like I'm just going to start a new character you
1: did a manipulation it was an
2: accident I was just I was like I'm going to make a new character I'm just going to play it on my own and then he looked over and he was like if you want to play Baldur's Gate, you just have to say, and I was like, I was, I wasn't saying anything. I'm just gonna, and then he was like, Come on, then let's go play Baldur's Gate. And I was like, God, dude, it's all it takes. Nice, <laughs> easy. I just keep making a new character every time. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I have played um some more Disney Dreamlight Valley. i finished like all of the main quests, all of the character quests that are currently in the base game. I'm not going to go back to that game until they like add in some more content into the base game. There's this DLC that adds a bunch of new areas and new characters, but I refuse to pay 20 pounds for it. So um, I'm gonna wait. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know what to play for a bit. So I tried to download, Well, I downloaded Lego 2K Drive and Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. And I played Lego 2K Drive for about an hour. I just kind of got a bit bored. Um, I was kind of like, well, Peter loved it. So there must be something about it that Mm -hmm. like, you know, is really good. And I just couldn't really get into it. And so I have uninstalled that um, after about an hour. Um, I do think,
3: although I did enjoy it, I do think the the like the open world kind of design of driving games nowadays is like I'd still rather just play a, a sort of more arcadey thing mm-hmm. where you just choose the next race, choose mm-hmm. the next level. Like yeah. you know, I, I had more fun with Burnout yeah. than I have ever had with uh, any modern racing game.
2: I tried to build a cart. Um, in mm-hmm. Lego and it d- it was bad. Whenever yeah. I tried to drive it, my character would just cease to exist because she couldn't actually <laughs> fit in it. Oh no. <laughs> um oh, no. I played some Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and I'm still definitely gonna go back to that, but um Snowballed Escape, so it's just all I want to play. Yeah. Um I've played Rusty Lake Hotel, which is a short puzzle game. Um I finished it. It's kind of like the movie The Menu, if you've seen it. Um if you haven't, I won't spoil it for you. But that's a good little puzzler. I got it in a humble bundle um, over the December, and I decided to give it a go. Finished it. It was a good time. Some of the puzzles were a bit, like, they didn't make much sense, and I did have to Google them. But for the most part, I managed to figure it out all by myself.
1: Nice. Um, I,
2: I played another game called Slice of Sea, which is a bit like... Machinarium? No, Machinarium. 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 Yeah, yeah mm. that's what I'm trying to think of. Um, similar it. to that uh, point and click style situation. Um, I haven't played too much of that now, but I was enjoying it when I did give it a go. And the last thing I've played, the thing I've been playing the most this week, I think, is called SteamWorld Builder. It's on Xbox Game Pass. Someone tweeted me over Christmas being like, you will enjoy this. And they were right. Mm. Um, it's basically like a colony like builder situation but you have a bunch of robots that you are D- like dealing with and they all have certain needs. You build like the basic worker homes and then you have to upgrade them to engineer homes, but still have enough worker ones. And then you get like the poshos, um the aristocrats, they also need houses and then is it scientists. Style? Um no, it's kind of cartoony and oh. like colorful and um yeah, it's actually it looks really good and the only reason I am stopped playing it is because my flipping minds keep getting attacked and it's really winding me up because I hate breaking all my stuff and um, I'm trying to deal with two minds and also the, the, the surface world and I'm just like can we just give me a minute please I'm getting overwhelmed um, but I was having a good time with that game and I probably will go back to it and see if I can at least finish kind of like the main you're basically trying to build a A rocket ship, and Mm -hmm. all the parts of the rockets are in the mines. So you have to like (laughs) upgrade the mines by upgrading the stuff on the the roof, and you have to upgrade the stuff on the roof by going in the mines. So yeah, good time, had fun with that. So I'm going to play some more of that. But Mm -hmm. Baldur's Gate three is my one true love at the moment, and it will be until I finish it. So Mm -hmm. that's what I've played.
1: Amazing. I have also played some Baldur's Gate 3. That was mainly over Christmas. I've not played it since the last podcast. I am worried mm-hmm. that it's not for me. Mm. Um, and it's a scary thing to admit because I feel like people will come for me with pitchforks. Um, but I'm really trying. I haven't tried this week, but next time I play it, I will really try. I'm continuing to really try, but I'm just... I don't know that I am enjoying it as much as it's... Because whenever anyone talks about it, it's really... Um, it's it's really enjoyable to hear how excited they are and mm-hmm. how enthusiastic they are, and I can't help but feel a disconnect when I
3: play it because I don't feel the same way.
2: What is it about? Is it, it that you're too not... sort
3: of dialogue
1: heavy yeah.
2: or not even
3: that? That's the one thing that I I don't di- dislike it for mm-hmm. that, but you know, I'm just like yeah.
2: I, you feel like you're missing out if you don't have all the conversations. Yeah,
3: like and you. yet I also want to like skip ahead and like yeah. you know get to some action, but mm. yeah, I can't really put my
1: finger on it. To be honest, um, it, it may just be as simple as the fact that it's been hyped into Oblivion. Mm-hmm, and yeah. that's that's like, I have actively fallen off many games because of that exact reason, because it just it, it can't live up to that level of hype. Um, I've never played a game like this before. I, I'm not not enjoying it, but also I'm aware of how long it is. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, do I, do I really want to commit to something that I actually am not getting the same level of enjoyment out of as it seems everybody else yeah, is? Yeah,
2: and it is like... I'm maybe 40 hours in and I'm only in Act 2 now. And it does feel like, yeah, it's quite the commitment Mm -hmm. that you have to make to it. So I do understand if you're not like 100%, that can sound like quite a daunting number. Yeah. Mm. But what class are you playing as?
1: I am in... direct opposition to my usual class which is big powerful smash everything character Mm -hmm. i have gone for a stealth archer this time all right Mm -hmm. which i'm not not enjoying i don't i don't mind that but i often and i know that i'm early in the game but i often find myself quite frustrated by the combat like they're always like missing or uh, you know i talked about it on the game of the Year podcast how i've got karlak and i know you can upgrade her movement and stuff but like she's always running out of movement and never getting in range to hit anything i'm like i just feel like i'm wasting my time here because i'm playing it in co-op it's my character and carlac that i'm controlling
4: Mm -hmm.
1: and i just feel like i'm gonna have to i really want to play with carlac but i'm gonna have to swap her out because it's actively impacting my enjoyment of the uh, game
3: difficulty did you put it on Uh, the the,
1: the easiest one one, i'm not not interested in being challenged i want to i want to experience the game so i am going to keep playing it for sure that that is going to happen but uh, i'm just sad that i'm not like, infatuated with it immediately.
3: Yeah. I mean, I will say, even as someone who is so far only a couple of hours in, re- like really enjoying it, mm-hmm. I still think I'm probably not going to finish it because it is just, it is so long, so big. And I've, I struggle to finish games at the best of times the, nowadays because um, I have so little time to play. And I know that there's two games coming out in January I'm looking forward to, more coming out in February. Yeah. So, am I going to sit and be playing Baldur's Gate? All the, it's going to take me, you know, it would take me through the whole month and probably, Two months, I mean, how long have you been playing it in terms of uh, days only, and weeks?
2: Um, well, I've been playing it over the course of pretty much all of December, but yeah. not playing it all the time. No. But I've got about 38 hours.
3: Yeah, it. see, I think like it It would, even if I dedicated time to it, it would take me like a couple of months to finish. Mm. And then there's other games coming out. So I'm probably not going to finish it, but I I'm going to enjoy it. I hope.
2: A little bit that it definitely took a little while to click with mm-hmm. me. I didn't enjoy it immediately because I think it is that learning curve of trying to play a game that is very different to things yeah. we played before. Um, but once I kind of figured out my character and figured out Shadowheart, because those are the two characters I'm playing as, I think that I it became a lot more enjoyable once I kind of sussed out the best way to play with them. Mm-hmm. And even now, like sometimes it's frustrating because Shadowheart has a habit of missing all the time. Um, but yeah, I think that, it it takes a while to get going until you're really like understanding the best way to play and how to get into it It can be like, am I do I really enjoy it? But yeah. I'm gonna persevere. I don't force you to yeah. no, have to play. No, I don't.
1: D- I'm not going to like. There there have been several evenings where I could have played it and I've decided to play something else. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I, you know, it's it's always more fun to talk about. Oh, we're gonna play. Let's play Baldur's Gate tonight ahead of time. And then when it comes to actually playing it, I think. God, I just, I'm tired and, like, I don't want to think and this feels like a think game. It just, and, it, yeah, yeah. And it requires concentration. So ben,
2: Ben's very much said that before. Is like, I yeah. don't, I've not got enough brain space to play that right now because mm-hmm. I, I just can't handle all of this, the numbers.
1: But there's just sort of, like, a mentality that comes with it. That I feel like for the from the people who are really enjoying it. Like you mentioned there about your willingness to create a new character and start again. Mm. I've heard a lot of people in our community say the same thing. Like, oh, I've got like a dozen different characters on the go. Yeah. My girlfriend has like five different characters. And so whenever I've seen her play it, she's literally just in the the luscious green environment, like all the time. And after a fight where I was like, oh, I'm getting really frustrated with this. She said... Well, why don't we like just reload an earlier save or like start start a new character for you? And at this point, we're like 10 hours in. I'm like, mm. I that mentality just does not make any sense mm. to me. The, the prospect of start going through all of that again, and I know that there's like a, a billion different respect, ways you can do stuff.
2: You can respect the the companions as well. So you mm-hmm. could change some of the stats that Karlak has yeah. now and may make her easier to play as. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's great. And I probably will. I'm ju- it's just sort of an observation that, yeah. that people who really enjoy it are like. You know what more boulders gay even at the cost of just like starting again i don't actually mind whereas i i do not feel that way at all Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's representative of just sort of my Maybe it's not for me, but I really, really want it to be for me because I know it's so good. Mm-hmm. And like everything about like it looks gorgeous. you got a bit of foam. The voice acting is brilliant. Yeah, like I should like this game, even though it's not a genre of game I have played before, uh, but it's not clicking just yet. So I'm going to keep trying. And if it doesn't click, I'm going to be quite sad because yeah. I really want to like it.
2: I feel quite lucky because there's not really many games coming out this side of end of Feb where I'm like oh, I'm going to put everything down to give this a go. Mm. There's nothing really coming out where I'm like really excited. So for right now, I'm just like, well, I could just hang out with Baldur's Gate Gate for as long as I can. Yeah,
1: I think I've got until Final Fantasy next month. There's Mm. a few
2: little bits and pieces coming out, but nothing where I'm like, oh, I can't wait for that until Final Fantasy Mm -hmm. 7.
1: But even so, I have distracted myself with other games Uh uh, when I should have been doing my Baldur's Gate homework. Yeah. Uh, I have played some more Persona 4 Golden, just doing a playthrough with a guide, getting some trophies and having a wonderful time mm-hmm. just with it on with no sound and watching some television. And that's been really lovely. Uh, I've also played a lot of Minecraft and that's mm. been very nice. I built a uh, a wonderful underground minecart track that goes from my house to like the building site where I'm building something else. And there's a tr- I made a train station that it. It looks wonderful. And that was really fun. <laughs> And I enjoyed that very much. So I'll probably still keep playing a little bit of Minecraft here and there. I bought a couple of games on sale, one of which is Viewfinder. Because I, I, oh my
2: God, I've wanted to play that for ages and I've never got around to it. Mm-hmm.
1: I, want, I was inspired by Ashton Matthews coming to the podcast with lots of interesting smaller games. Mm-hmm. And I was like, last year was so busy with all of the massive games that I'm going to take the opportunity now to play some smaller oh, things that, so that I've been interested in. Viewfinder is fantastic oh, it does look lovely I it's a play that. it's a sort of perspective shifting game in the style of Superliminal, yeah. but like far less uh I, I haven't actually played Superliminal, but viewfinders like it, the visual style is kind of um like the witness mm-hmm. it's very colorful and you've got to you essentially pick up photographs in any given environment and then you can also later on take photos with a disposable camera as well and whatever it is and wherever you place it that object then has the depth and the 3d of whatever it's a photo of so Mm -hmm. you can use it to basically solve puzzles and go through the game now I, it is a puzzle game, but it's also not a puzzle game in the same way that I would describe The Witness as a puzzle game, yeah. which is far more sort of like, here's some esoteric puzzles, go. Like, mm. just go do your thing, which did not connect with me. Yeah. Whereas this actually has a narrative, and there's someone who's talking to you, and there's like an AI cat who's following you around, and the levels are much smaller. And I thought it was great. I finished it in one sitting. And when I looked it up, it said the... Um, one of the criticisms was that it was too short Mm. and i was like get in this is perfect so i played viewfinder and i finished viewfinder and i thought it was great started out as a tech
3: demo and i i was following the developer for a while and it was just like he's like oh i made this like thing like this is fun isn't it hold the photo up or you can walk in it and then eventually it's just a whole game it's so so yeah the puzzles are really clever as well like say you need two batteries to power something to get out and you only
1: have one battery or, or three batteries, for example, but you only have one battery. then you would and and you have like one disposable film, then you would need to take a photo of the spare disposable film and the battery in the same photo so that mm-hmm. you have two That's disposable so films, and then you can put the photo of the battery next to the spare battery and then take a photo <laughs> again. Then you've got three batteries. It's clever. Mm-hmm. like it and there were there were only a couple of times where I was thinking, I am I am so stuck. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that I was massively overthinking what the solution was. Right. And a couple of times I did just like brute force puzzles <laughs> just by yeah. manipulating the, the physics of the game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a really pleasant surprise. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, the other game I played was Bramble the Mountain King. Oh, yeah. Which you've mm-hmm. played, right? I have, yeah. Um, very Little Nightmares, isn't it?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they have said that it's inspired by that, but it's got to be, in part, inspired by Little Nightmares.
1: Really quite spooky and creepy in a lot of places. Yeah, and
3: sometimes, like, really sort of quite visceral and gory. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, okay, It's like
1: Limbo and Little
3: Nightmares all in one. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Really cool game. I I also finished that one in one sitting as well, although it's a little bit longer. Um, And, yeah, really pleasantly surprised, although I'd say that 99% of my deaths were just falling off things because the... (laughs) Like the jumping, you'll like jump onto a ledge and he'll go, oh, I'm slightly the wrong angle and I'm just going to slip off now. Mm -hmm. But fortunately, the checkpointing is like really generous Mm -hmm. and they'll reset you right next to stuff. A couple of boss fights as well, I felt was like, this is just a complete... Flip shoot, like how I meant to avoid this attack.
3: Yeah, I think I struggled with the one on the roof where you, I don't even know if it was a boss fight, but like there was stuff growing and like white flowers and there was like this whole circle oh, of roof. Oh, yeah, you had to hide behind chimneys. Yeah, yeah. And like the timing on it just seemed sometimes it was like, well, that's like it, it was almost like the. the the cycles had like bugged out a bit or something Mm. it was like oh I I literally don't have time to get to the next area I
1: did have to restart a
3: checkpoint once when I dropped
1: down and the camera just refused to follow me into the next area so it was a little buggy it's an imperfect game for sure but like fascinating it's sort of Scandinavian folklore monsters Mm -hmm. and you know sort of fairy tale-esque really really good and both of those are on sale I believe which is where I bought them on PlayStation Uh, so I'd recommend them and that's what I've played Mm.
2: well now it's time for question two which comes from Big Money Bob Bobby Vegas.
3: That's actually what it says.
2: It yes, It is a fantastic name. not just name. Bobby
3: Vegas no, and Ashton it's, it's decided big, to call money. it Big Money.
2: <laughs> um, greetings BAP and Happy New Year, also with you. Um, shortly before <laughs> Christmas, I read that the original God of War cr- creator, David Jaffy Jaffy. Jaffy. Um, didn't like the direction that Kratos' character went in the newer versions of the title suggesting the Family Man story arc wasn't appropriate for the character I don't agree with him and found new Kratos a lot more engaging than the angry horny Kratos of the Playstation 2 era and it subsequently got me thinking which other previously two dimensional video game characters do you think could be brought back and revamped in the same way as Kratos for example I'd love a Duke Nukem game where the previously one note misogynist slowly starts to see see the errors of his ways upon discovering his fathered and now adult daughter who's disappointed to see the super soldier is just kind of a douche what do you think who would benefit from a modern day proper character arc wishing you big things and big money for 2024
3: <laughs> thank you big money thank bobby, you, bobby. thank you big, big money, money bobby, bobby vegas. vegas well i thought um as i read as i read the first part of this question my answer was going to be jute newcomb um <laughs> so i've come up with a different one but that is a good shout big money bobby vegas that <laughs> uh, It could be the only way that the Duke could ever be brought back nowadays, Mm. I think, other than like DLC in Bulletstorm or whatever he was, Mm -hmm. bonus character. Um, But I think uh, a character who I've always liked for no reason whatsoever, because he's completely one dimensional, not two dimensional, doesn't even speak. But for some reason, I always thought Claude Speed from GTA 3 was really cool. I like what he wears And that's it, because that's all he does. He wears a leather jacket, and then he wanders around doing GTA stuff. And he does missions for people, which entails him walking into a boss's hideout. They say, hey, go pick up my girlfriend. And he just goes and nods and walks out, struts out. But he looks cool. It's pretty cool. And he does have a story and a motivation, which is that in the opening cutscene, he... Is doing a uh, a bank job with a couple of other people, and his I think his girlfriend uh, shoots him with a gun, a shotgun, and leaves him, and she drives off with all the money, and so he's basically out for revenge, um, and and that's his story. But I think if they brought him back as a character in a future GTA game, or I mean, this would never, ever, ever happen. But if they just remade in a sort of Capcom Resident Evil style um, GTA Three. But, you know, said, we're going to completely kind of do this from the ground up, add quality of life touches, add voice acting to Claude Speed. Then finally, I could actually have a bit more of a compelling story and some dialogue with a character who I always liked as a kid. Um, And I was a kid and I was too young to be playing GTA 3, but I played it anyway. So that's someone who who springs to mind. Nice.
2: My initial thought was Lara Croft, but of course, Crystal Dynamics recently did their Mm -hmm. trilogy and they did a really interesting job with her arc over those three games. So that didn't count. But I was thinking, speaking of Resident Evil, Mm. um, I would like to know what Claire Redfield's up to when she's not looking for her brother. Um, It always feels like when we're playing as Claire, she's kissing weirdos. Steve, yeah. And I mean, the... Resident Evil 2 remake um, definitely did add a little something something. Um, but I would just quite like to see what she's about outside of just like hanging out with these boys mm. um, because it feels like she will never ever pass the Bechdel test um, in that she was always talking about a man, looking for a man, um, needing to find her brother, where's Leon, where's Chris, where are the boys? Um, and I just would like to see what she's doing and flesh out a bit more about her because she's like really badass and she's really cool and she gets flip done and um, I just think she deserves more. Does Chris? Yeah. Uh, does Claire, not Chris. Oh.
3: <laughs> You're doing it.
2: I'm doing it now. She's got me at it. Uh, does Claire Redfield? So I think she would be an interesting character to revisit as uh, the star of her own entry. That I'm sure
3: some philip j reed actually mm-hmm. viewer will probably <laughs> tell us oh well there's probably some spin-off game or some yeah. movie or tv show where she probably has had more done to yeah it. probably but, but but you're right that there should be a more kind of mainstream yeah. main is, entry is revelations um, too yeah you play as
2: her yeah and the teenager. you might be right it's not
3: good but i'm i no. agree with you ashton it's like there, there could be a, a kind of a front and center you know the next yeah. resi game could just if they wanted to, they could just bring Claire back and have yeah, her be well, the protagonist. Yeah, we already
2: had Chris pop up briefly in yeah. eight. So why not? Why not Claire?
1: Why not Claire? Yeah. Also, why not Chris? That's my one. Chris oh, Redfield. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm envisioning, envisioning, envisioning a future game down the line where it's sort of a. Have you guys seen Marvel Studios Presents Hawkeye mm-hmm. on Disney Plus? No. Okay. I really like that TV it's show. It's a great TV show. It's not about Hawkeye. Mm. He's in it, but he's like knackered and old, and he's got hearing loss, and he's wearing like a hearing aid and stuff because mm-hmm. of all the all the crap. He's, he's the one of the few non-superhuman yeah. members, so he's like knackered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it shows sort of like a very human perspective on him. Mm. And I'd quite like to see a resi game in the future where you're playing as a young rookie agent but you're partnered up or maybe fate puts you in a team up with like an older wizened chris who like can't quit the game and Mm -hmm. he doesn't know how to quit the game but your agent is aware that like he's a legend and you've got such reverence for him and he's just like leave me alone kid Mm -hmm. and he's like got a bad hip and he's still massive obviously because he's chris redfield but he's like Got gray hair maybe he does have hearing loss you know there you can have these human moments where there's a bit of downtime and she's trying to talk to him but he can't hear her because he, his hearing aid is out mm-hmm. she's like oh he's got a hearing aid i wonder why so it's only because he's been around explosions for yeah, like 20 years blowing up yeah um there could be like a the last of us part one style angle where mm-hmm. you play as the young agent for most of it and then she either gets kidnapped or captured and you just go on this rampage as old Old Chris, mm-hmm. like, and he's he's built like uh, what's his name Joe from the end of Zoe DLC from Resi Seven, mm-hmm. where he just punches everything to death. Um, and there have been a few moments like that in games. I think there's a moment like that in one of the Splinter Cell games as well, where Sam Fisher basically has a meltdown, mm-hmm. and the entire game is presented very differently as he just sort of shoots everyone in the head trying to get to his daughter or something. Mm. And you know, maybe I mean he'll he'd, he'd have to obviously, but like learn a valuable lesson.
3: Yeah, about
1: uh, maybe knowing when to call it quits, and also opening his heart up. Yeah, and maybe he calls his daughter after, you know, and it's a beautiful moment. Yeah, but I just think that there's there's definitely scope for that in the Resi series to have sort of more of a human element because mm-hmm. there's really not much yeah. in that no. series. Yeah,
2: I mean, even when we think we like do know a character we haven't seen his face like ethan yeah and we're like well we know what his motivations are no we don't Mm. we don't always
3: and even leon who i would say seems the less he's slightly less silly and unbelievable compared to some of the other protagonists Mm. he's he's a bit less action hero but also i know nothing about him other than the fact that he's good with guns and knives you know so he still actually is a silly action hero he's just not so cheesy um, although he is still cheesy. I don't know. He feels less ridiculous than Chris Redfield.
1: What
2: do you mean? Where's but, everyone going bingo? It's yeah. like the most mm-hmm. sincere line ever.
1: Yeah. He's one of the more serious elements in Resi 6. I'll mm-hmm. say that much. Yeah. And so is Chris, actually. They're both very serious. Mm-hmm. It's the things around them that are stupid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's my choice. Anyway, I would I'd like to see that at some point in the future. Mm. Well, it's time for something a little strange.
2: A little peculiar,
0: perhaps. It's
3: hitting the headlines.
1: It's weird news time, time for some weird video game news. Remember, you can submit some weird video game news to us under the relevant social media post that goes out on a Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, However, if you'd like to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and support us at the appropriate tier. Becoming a podcast producer
3: in the process... Just like Chip Chris Thompson's thumbs.
2: GY Goliath.
3: Nexus Polaris. Nicole Hansen.
2: Kyle Geary. Andy Scott.
3: Blake Thomas.
2: Sharman Nomo. Great Giggity.
3: Malady Elbonette.
2: Katie Garrett. Gabrielle
3: Philipping potato shack
2: 99 and eric Seeu. Thank you podcast. thank you, podcast thank, you producers. Producers. thank you so much uh, new names there. i'd I like to apologize to great giggity because um they were on the list from before christmas and then last week they accidentally got missed off and then they messaged saying am i still am i still oh, no. No. You are, i'm so sorry i just um i redid the list because there was more people and i accidentally missed I'm so you're sorry.
1: you're getting special spotlight shone on you now we're, yeah. we're actively talking yeah. great
3: giggity Let's all say great,
1: great, giggity. Giggity. great Giggity. Great
3: giggity. Great giggity. There you go. So sorry. S- sorry Special about that. moment. Sorry about that. I've got um a story here that was sent in by Peter Austin. Oh. Um,
2: hey, I know I recognise that name. Whoa. Do, Do you? you know? Yeah, I think he's a top fan on Facebook.
3: <laughs> he certainly is. <laughs> yeah. Um this is according to kataku.com, written by Zach Zweison or Zweeson. Uh, GTA 6 fan uses science to figure out what SPF sunscreen was used in the trailer. Oh, fin- these are the
1: people who invade stages.
3: Yes. <laughs> Finally, a Rockstar Games super fan has done the important work.
2: These people who don't leave the house—they mm. they haven't got time to go to a stage. They're busy being in their yeah. basement.
3: We may earn a commission from links on this page. So it's good.
2: They linked some SPF, have they? Yeah,
3: could have done. Uh, you might have watched the new Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer a few times since it was released in December 2023. Maybe you even paused it once or twice to spot a detail. But I bet most of you haven't sat down and spent a few hours researching and writing a 1,500-word report on the sunscreen scene in a one-second bit of the trailer. No, but I, I haven't. if you want that kind of thing, well, don't worry. Someone has done the work for you. Um, it Then there's a paragraph saying... GTA 6 is coming and there was a trailer and it was Miami and there were clips and it got lots of views and then it continues. <laughs> okay. okay. But do you remember the person applying sunscreen to a woman in a bikini at the 21 second mark? No. 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 On January I have th-
2: family and friends. so I'm- Indeed.
3: <laughs> On January the 3rd, as for the jugular. Sp- <laughs> spotted by PC Gamer, um, Reddit user Fisarcy posted a 1,500-plus word report on the GTA subreddit dedicated to showcasing all the research they had put into the brief sunscreen moment. Specifically, Physis C wanted to figure (laughs) out the SPF level of the sunscreen seen in the trailer. To this day, they worked out the NPC's skin tone using various methods, including the Von Lushen chromatic scale and some math but that wasn't enough. Determining what SPF level to use isn't just about your skin tone, but also involves factors like how long you'll be out in the sun. So 5303 used maps and shadows to pinpoint what time of day it is when we see the sunscreen being applied and factored in how many hours of sunlight are left using even more data and research to determine the maximum amount of sun the NPC could expect that day. I
1: feel like I'm at school. This feels like an exam
2: question. Yeah. Yeah. The answer is that Chris has three apples. Yeah.
1: Yes. yes, the uh, train is going 60 miles
2: away. Yeah. How tall
3: is Imhotep? After all this, assuming the NPC seen in the trailer is someone who follows all the recommended guidelines, First see figured out that the SPF of the sunscreen used in the GTA 6 trailer... Is it Factor tri- 50? No. Using the GTA 6 trailer was likely between 8 and 14.
1: Okay, so they didn't even get the exact number.
3: No, but they were weirdly specific but, in their range.
2: Well, I did not is spf different than what we have in oh sorry no they've just got very low
3: spf i guess
2: i thought you couldn't get any lower than like 15
3: yeah it just sounds like water that's
2: just outside yeah sweat
3: um finally we can all stop thinking about this and get on with our lives Mm. to be clear their post isn't just extremely detailed but also very funny (laughs) this is likely a joke taken to the extreme uh th- for years and years gta 6 fans have p- been presented as sickos who will intensely analyze and document every, every screenshot i've never
2: called him a sicko
3: well no but you said he has no friends or family um <laughs> we've seen dedicated <laughs> fans enough, yeah. even re- <laughs> say that. Re- recreate the maps for gta games before they're released so it seems fysel is having some fun with the community while also finding one more thing to analyze in gta 6's first and so far only trailer Brilliant. There's more, but that's it.
2: Being to be like that woman on Sky News who made from that. Oh, 30 yeah, she was terrible. Tetris mm, because, go outside. because that is actually an achievement and he should be proud of himself. Hmm. But sometimes I think about this and I just think like, what good you could be doing in society and what else you could be doing with your time. And it just makes me annoyed because I'm like, if I had this much time on my hands, I feel like I would do stuff that's beneficial to me and the rest of the world.
3: I'd become Batman
1: if I had this level of detective skills.
2: Exactly, exactly. I can only
1: assume, given that the article noted that the post was very humorous, that it was just a joke and Mm. and the user thought, I can do this and this would be funny. Why not? Why not? I've got the know-how. I wouldn't even know where to begin. No.
2: Yeah. Well, good for them. Yeah, good for them. And all their many friends and family, I'm sure they have. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they've got some. It's been Christmas in between then and now. That's why I'm like, what were you doing over the time? It's Christmas yeah, time. Yeah, 3rd of
3: January they posted they're, it. They're out So school they must have started something. it at, know. around New Year's. Yeah, anyway. Oh, at the end of the document it says, utro. <laughs>
2: How's that happened? <laughs> oh. I must have I got an intro? Tra- 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 oh. Whoopsie daisy. Yeah, I've U-tron. got an intro too. U-tron. Okay. Um, anyway, I have some news. It was submitted by top fan Josh Lees on Facebook. It comes from Kotaku, Australia by John Walker, who does actually have a American flag next to him. So I assume he's American. Um, oh God, Sony reveals new car that can be driven via PlayStation controller. Uh-oh. You know what's a spectacularly terrible idea? Being able to control a real car with a PlayStation DualSense controller. Yup, that's a real thing now. During Sony's CES 2024 press conference, the Japanese tech giant took one giant leap into the preoccupied realms of whether they could by showing off the ability to drive a car with the PlayStation 5 peripheral. Sony and Honda have hooked up behind the garage and produced something called the Affila, um, the hot garbage name for a newfangled AV <laughs> car that stops just short of transforming into a killer robot. Its astonishing ultra-mega widescreen dash makes Tesla's inside look like an 80s Apple 2e. Yeah, I. Get them.
1: You show them. Yeah, em.
2: I know what that means. Um, with the exterior seams based off on its Night Rider's kit to a family saloon. Oh, if Night Rider's kit were a family saloon. Mitchell. Um, um, the website really reads like a projectile vomit of a thousand corporate executives saying things like, and I promise this is real, a, a feeler powers unparalleled intelligence remembering communicating, protecting and inspiring people. What does that mean? Words. <sighs> Can a Words. Car
1: inspire? Scroogles.
2: Well, scroogles. um Just in case it didn't already sound like the preamble of a dystopian sci-fi film about about cars that take over the world. Extraordinarily, Sony and Honda are declaring that they're in collaboration with Microsoft to license Azure Open AI as a conversational personal agent for all those times you need your car to just make... Oh, sh- I <laughs> To make flip up based on things it's scraped off of Reddit. This is to hammer... This all home a prototype car that boasts it has the ability to use Unreal Engine-driven AR on its vast dash screens to make it look like they are actual colossal monsters stomping down the road in front of you as you drive. I'm not making that up. Why would you um, want that? Yeah, well this is this is the monster view. It's called. Cool. Look, there's the dashboard. That's the dashboard in front of you. I would wow.
1: prefer to look out the windscreen at what's yeah. going on rather yeah. than the dashboard. You
2: think board. it's probably going to be illegal in many countries. Yeah. Anyway, this car... Do you
3: think car, if your dad drives the car with the controller, he turns it? He turns it, it. Yeah. 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 You yes. don't want those motion controls. No. They're not nearly no. responsible.
2: Um, which is sure to be the ultimate in subscription-locked features, apparently can also be controlled by your dual sh- DualSense controller because there was room for one more terrible idea. Honda's president, Izumi Kawas. Kawanishi took to the stage at CES and drove the car onto the stage using the controller although thankfully stressed at this point it was only a tech demo however don't let any fears be assuaged as Sony added that it's partnering with Polyphony Digital Polyphony Sorry, the in-house developers who make the Gran Turismo games to bring together virtual and real-world experiences. Oh. Yes, I admit, if someone gave me the opportunity to sit on high on some mountain and remotely control an empty car on a huge track via a PS5 controller in a race against my friends, I would totally do it. I would also deliberately crash so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I would deliberately crash so much, but I would be there. But dear God, I shouldn't be allowed to. No. So yeah, they're building a car that is the biggest hazard... They're trying to outdo those Tesla Cybertrucks by being the most dangerous thing on the road. Yeah,
1: surely this will never come out. No, surely. Not I think on the it road. is going to be in Gran Turismo <laughs> though. I think they said that they're going to put it in Gran. Turismo. Oh right, okay. But Goody. Yeah, I know it's going to control like a car. I suppose. Also, I think maybe when I was looking for weird news, Nexus Polaris submitted that on Twitter as well.
2: Oh, so sorry, thank Nexus.
1: you, Nexus, for that. Well, I hope that never comes out. And I also hope that this doesn't come out as well. It's a clean sweep for Kotaku this week. This is also from Kotaku and Sweizen, And this news was submitted by Dan Wilson at iDanWilson on Twitter. AARP's horrible AI-powered Mario hologram explained. And there's an update. Oh. The Consumer Electronics Show, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. CEMS, is happening this week in Las Vegas and buried inside the massive convention floor filled with new computers, a car you can drive with a PlayStation 5 controller, monitors and other tech is a strange, horrible, holographic Mario por-
2: por- Yeah?
1: Porraged by AI <laughs> and sponsored by AARP, formerly the American Association of Retired Persons. Mm. What? As spotted and recorded by Twitter, or X, I don't care, it says, User Gregory, on January the 9th, a hologram booth inside an AARP area at CES 2024 contained a short 3D CG Mario. This familiar Nintendo character can answer questions and react to attendees. However, his stilted, robotic, monotone voice and delivery are very off-putting and weird. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'd rather have Chris (laughs) Chris Pratt's Mario over Chris Porridge's (laughs) Mario over this holographic mess. At one point, Gregory claims an AARP rep at the booth told him to ask Mario how to buy a video game. Mario then proceeded to offer the helpful advice of going to Target to buy it. <laughs> now I've got to click continue reading. Here we go. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Do you want to hear Mario?
2: Yeah. I have seen this video, but it's, yeah. But I am ready to make your shopping experience
1: fun and Thank you for asking. Let's make it a fantastic day at Target together. Target. let's make it a fantastic day yeah, at target, target, target together. together it sounds like the male version of carla the voice it's that we to have yeah i was load. gonna say
3: it sounds like what they've done is actually chosen what should be an italian text-to-speech for reading italian words and mm. then they've just given it the english
2: let us all go to target together because
3: it's yeah, sort exactly. of pronouncing the e's at the ends of words I hope you come uh, home sooner.
1: It's very weird. On an unrelated note, this uh, this particular holographic booth seems to be co-sponsored by Target as the store's logo is plastered on the machine.
2: Why don't you ask them about video games?
1: Why is this thing... Uh, what is this thing and how is it connected to the AARP? Great question. While a robotic-sounding AI-powered Mario hologram is a, is strange enough, it's made even weirder by its connection to AARP. Why is this organisation, primarily dedicated to advocating for elderly and retired people, showing off a holo Mario? Well, it's part of Age Tech, a larger technology push from AARP focused on meeting the needs of the world's ageing population. Yes, people who are familiar with Mario are getting old, us included. Mm-hmm. H-Tech uh, includes various startups, investors, creators, and businesses. One of these members appears to be Proto Hologram, a company that designs and creates large holographic-like boxes that can be placed in stores or public areas and can be used to advertise stuff like uh, using lifelike people or mascots. It goes on blah, 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 to talk about that. Uh, However, a lot of people have said there's no way that this was licensed by Mario. No. In an update, Proto and AARP confirmed with Kotaku that Nintendo was not involved with the hologram at CES and sent over this statement. The AI hologram animation briefly seen today is an unfinished proof of concept tested for a client to demonstrate technological capabilities and innovation. It is not intended for commercial release. AARP and Nintendo were not involved in the inadvertent showing today. The fact that so many gamers of the world have taken notice shows that they are the best fans in the world, and we salute them.
2: So they just Bosserous. stole it.
1: Yeah, basically, they just put yeah. Mario in there because they
2: can not True, that's a crime.
1: Yeah, that
3: feels like it's uh, illegal. They,
2: you'd think yeah. they would get a
3: cease and desist at the very least.
2: At least do Mickey Mouse. Everyone can use Mickey Mouse now. Yeah.
3: yeah. Or the old <gasps> Why Mouse. not go
2: buy a Target? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's basically Mario as well.
2: His
1: voice, yeah. He is essentially it's Mario.
2: It's me, Mickey.
1: So if you see that going around, it's just a sort of bored, like, soulless-eyed I do what I
2: did at target.
3: It also <laughs> advises him on healthy eating
1: as yeah, well. Yeah,
2: says, how can
3: post. I eat healthily? And I think he starts, because uh, I think, I don't know if the guy is talking about, like, what round here can I get that's, like, good food? And mm. But he just starts saying, like, eating vegetables and yeah. make sure you have a balanced diet and stuff. Very yeah. bizarre. Mm. But there we are. That was weird news. It's time now, everybody. For the big
1: discussion. Uh It's big discussion time. Time for the big video game discussion that this week comes courtesy of Nicholas Otter. Is that how Mm -hmm. it's pronounced? I think so. Brilliant. Lord Brotovic. Hello BAP, finally I have some breaking news to bring along. It looks like SAG-AFTRA have signed a deal that allows the use of AI voices in video games. From what I understand, it allows them to use synthetic actors that don't resemble any real voice actors. Is this where the video games industry is headed? Will companies now just start using fake voices instead of actually paying people? Or do you think there could be something useful about this, maybe? Keys Keys, lord b thank you lord Brotovich. thank you lord Brotovich.
2: thank you lord Brotovich.
1: got a write-up here from uro gamer mm-hmm. written by ed nightingale it's quite a long article but i think it's worth hearing the full story Actors union SAG-AFTRA has introduced a groundbreaking AI voice agreement to allow voice artists to safely explore opportunities for their digital voice replicas, sparking concern among a number of actors. The agreement is in conjunction with AI voice technology company Replica Studios and will allow game studios to work with Replica to access SAG-AFTRA talent under a fair, ethical agreement to safely create and license a digital replica of their voice." A press release from the Union states sorry a press release from the Union states that the agreement has been approved by affected members whatever that means it establishes minimum terms and conditions ensures performer consent and negotiation for AI usage and requires uh, performers have the opportunity to opt out of AI use in new works and now we've got a quote. Artificial intelligence has dominated the headlines, and for most performers, the best protection against the unauthorized digital simulation of their voice, likeness, and or performance is a SAG-AFTRA contract. We are so happy to partner with Replica Studios because this is a great example of AI being done right, said SAG-AFTRA president Fran Drescher sag National uh, Executive Director and Chief Negotiator Duncan Crabtree Ireland added, With this agreement, we have achieved fully informed consent and fair compensation when it comes to the use of our members' voices and performances. We are proud to work with Replica in leading the way to make it easy for these companies to access sag world-renowned talent in an ethical manner that ensures consent and fair compensation for their contributions. This agreement also paves the way for other companies to follow their lead. Shreyas Nivas, CEO of Replica Studios, also commented, Our voice actor agreements ensure that game developers using our platform are only accessing licensed talent who have given permission for their voice to be used as a training data set, as opposed to the Wild West of AI platforms using unethical data-scraping methods to replicate and synthesize voices without permission. In September last year, SAG-AFTRA members overwhelmingly voted in favour of authorising a video game strike. Negotiations to update the Interactive Media Agreement failed shortly afterwards. Protections around exploitative uses of AI was a major sticking point in the Interactive Media Agreement, which this new agreement appears to address. However, the response to the news from voice actors has been decidedly negative, despite being approved by affected members. Nobody in our community approved this that I know of, said voice artist Steve Blum. Games are the bulk of my livelihood and have been for years. Who are you referring to? Responded voice artist Kellen Goff. All voice actors in favour of cutting off this useless, out-of-touch, corrupt, jailer of a union in favour of making our own union say I. So uh, a lot of us weren't even in the, in the same room when this discussion happened, y'all. But, but sure, yeah, makes sense, said voice actor Autumn Ivy. Voice artist Thomas Mitchell said, a disappointing agreement SAG-AFTRA have made regarding AI use. Studios will look past creativity for convenience, and this will potentially have a detrimental effect on artists. I wasn't as concerned before, but for the most influential trade union to accept this is troubling. So there we are. Yes. That's the gist. They've <laughs> partnered with this company. It seems a lot of voice actors <laughs> said, hang on, what? Why have mm-hmm. you done this? We yeah. didn't approve this. We didn't vote for this. Yeah. Who is who is the affected users in this I case? don't
3: get this because... SAG-AFTRA there were obviously, there were the huge strikes last year uh, that affected all kinds of, uh, you know, a- actors from all kinds of media. And one of the things that was a concern for, uh, let's say, you know, live action actors from films and TV was uh, the use of AI and there were other things as well of course um you know writers weren't getting paid enough and all that kind of thing residuals but... for streaming stuff. yeah yeah absolutely but one of the i think one of the topics was the use of AI
2: specifically with like background extras yeah and... that
3: sort of thing for yeah. example um and you know that seemed to be a point that like oh we we don't we don't want we're concerned about this and that's a bad thing and and that seemed to be fought quite strongly for the sort of the tv and film side of things but but then suddenly now over on the video game side of things it's like oh yeah no this is fine we're going to make an agreement and i'm sure that to well, i don't even want to say play, to play devil's advocate but i'm sure that someone from sag who is in favor of this would say oh well the point is uh We're having it so that this is now regulated. And so, you know, it isn't the Wild West anymore where people Mm. are scraping voices and turning them into things. You know, now, like, actors can opt in or out, and there's all these, like, specific things laid down and agreements and stuff. So that is how they would probably defend this decision. But, well, why didn't you just. You've not done the same thing for film and TV, as far as I'm aware. So it's weird that you think that that's an acceptable solution for the video games industry, but not for voice acting elsewhere in media. Mm-hmm. Why Why is one okay and not the other? Um, it just seems a really strange choice to go with this.
2: I uh, agree. And I think that there's some discourse around this of like smaller... Indie devs and dev teams being like, well, that makes, you know, it's much easier to just get a fake voice than it is to mm-hmm. like find a real voice. It's probably cheaper too, which I think is uh, respectfully a load of rubbish Um, because there is literally thousands upon thousands of new and up and coming voice actors who will do work for free or cheap. Mm-hmm. But it's just trying to get up their portfolio and build up their, you know, background and there is absolutely no reason to ever have to use these replica voices um and i think it would be it would be interesting to see which voice actors take them up on this offer and i think that yeah i think that it will be i wonder if, if it will be cheaper for like the bigger studios <coughs> to use these replica voices rather than finding someone who's slightly smaller and doesn't do the AI voices because they're like, well, we've not got to get you in. We can just type the the words out Mm -hmm. and they can just say it for us. Um, I think it's, I honestly think it's just a terrible idea. And Mm -hmm. I think that AI has beneficial uses in lots of ways and it can be used in various ways outside of creativity and artistic sides of things in lots of good ways. And in those situations like great, you know, science, use an AI to help with predictability and things like that. Fair enough. However, there is absolutely no need for an AI to be anywhere near anything that is comes from like the human aspect of creativity. It will never be able to replicate, replicate voices well. It will never be able to understand inflections and and the way people speak, and you will always be able to tell when something is an AI voice because it always sounds just wrong. It's like that uncanny valley situation with faces, but it's with voices. Um, We will play you some of the examples they have on their website in a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I just think the whole thing is just, it feels dirty. And I think they're trying to, maybe they're trying to get ahead of it. And this company um, feel like the ones who will use it most ethically and have the best plan for using it and we'll have to see how it turns out but it just kind of feels like unnecessary and it should have been vetoed very quickly. A lot of SAG-AFTRA voice actors have said that SAG have this bad habit of um, like putting stuff out publicly before letting members know and that's why there was all this kind of kick up about it, it was because people mm-hmm. who had no idea this was happening and I do think there's quite a lot of voice actors who would have been a bit more uh, privately vocal than they have been outwardly vocal if they'd have known about it beforehand. Mm. But they have a right to be outwardly vocal because it is scary for people whose livelihood this affects. Yeah, so.
1: absolutely. It's it's rubbish. It's, it's crap. And ethical is such a subjective term in mm-hmm. this context because if it were... I mean, it's ethical in the sense that here's this terrible situation and we're going to make sure that people's uh, whose whose voices are used are agreeing to to have it be used and
2: you can always opt out and you can
1: always opt out however that doesn't mean that the thing that they're being ethical about isn't itself unethical Mm -hmm. and and shouldn't really exist because you're right like it's it's just it's always going to be wrong and it's always going to be a bit crap it will get better but why why would you want to do this apart from just to save money because that's all it comes down to. It's just saving money. It's cheaper. It's easier. And people mm-hmm.
3: who choose to opt in, that affects other people who, who want nothing to do with this. Yeah. You know. So it's not just a case of, well, it's just, you know, if it's your own personal choice, opt in or out. Well, no, but if I'm like a, a mid-tier or low-tier voice actor, or, you know, tier, I don't mean, but, you know, in terms of success yeah. and, and uh, experience, uh, voice actor, uh, and there's a bunch of like really big people who have opted in and are maybe like relatively affordable, mm. of course, all the big studios are going to go with like, Fake Nolan North's voice or whoever. Well, that's exactly and I'm it. Miss out on work as
1: well, it, because surely people will just like want all the big names mm. in every single game. And then it asks the question of how much money would they make from their AI synthesized voice versus actually yeah. doing it in person, and will mm-hmm. they lose out on loads of income because obviously asking an AI or running an AI Troy Baker through a script, you know two dozen times until you get the perfect performance is going to be way easier and cheaper than flying the man out and putting him in a mocap suit. And
2: also, like, when it comes to this use of someone's voice, you kind of remove... Like, would you remove the ability to veto certain lines or certain things that they can be made said? Will they Mm. be making sure that the things that people are taking these voices for are actually games and are actually projects or are they just going to make audio of people saying slurs and be like, look what he said. You know, that would be my worry as well is that like, and you could always be like, well, that's not me. It's my AI voice. But then it's like, well, you can make me say anything.
1: It's still, yeah, a new fire you're going to have to yeah. put out. And a similar thing happened. Was it wake on Twitter? I can't mm. remember who it was. that they... They said that oh we may have used some AI stuff and we didn't realise we're sorry. Right. Yes, and yeah. then it it turned out that they had actually purchased it legitimately through Adobe, and it wasn't flagged as AI on Adobe. Just showing that like mm. there's there's you cannot you you simply cannot trust the moderation of this mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it just it goes so deep and it's already so ingrained. That yeah. Why would you open another can of worms? Yeah. Even if it's ethically run. You know, it's mm. just uh, such you a You make disaster. a good
2: point about eth- like ethically is such a kind of like limbo term. It's like what's morally good? Everyone's idea of that is different. Mm. And until it's outlined like, what do you mean by ethically? What are the rules here? What are the the restrictions placed upon people using these voices or people getting involved in this? There's It's so unclear. And obviously maybe there will be more information coming out soon. But right now it just feels like a real kick in the teeth for a lot of voice actors who were out there striking for their friends, like in the film industry, mm-hmm. and are now not. It's it's crap. I won. think
1: I think you were talking about the the ethical standpoint in our Slack chat when mm-hmm. you, when you posted the article the other day. It's yeah, it just doesn't compute the way that they all say it's good to have it in an ethical way. We're doing it in an ethical way. We trust these guys. It's all going to be so ethical. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you don't you keep using that word but mm-hmm. that's not you're not using it right well that's the yeah. thing if
3: if like sag say oh well the alternative is if you know if we didn't have these things in place then you know it would be the wild west and people would be using voices to do all sorts well they they would be in a certain corner of the industry i i don't yeah. deny that but not all the big names yeah, they're, they're not s- going to just be like using the ai voice of someone famous and saying huh, it's a wild west there's nothing in place no that would be there would be like you know legislation or lawsuits involved if they actually yeah. tried to do that
1: properly. If anything, and most disappointingly, this legitimizes yeah. the yeah. use of AI voices mm. because it's been signed off on by a major union. Yeah. There was there were always going to be people who synthesize and use those those custom steam be. games. They're not yeah. going to be following these rules. No, and they're not going to be paying a huge people. subscription to get access to Sag after a performance. Mm. Yeah. This this legitimizes things in a really really sad way yeah but most importantly ashton the voices are crap
2: briefly i've just gone on their website and they have a a tab called ethics and security on their website and it says you can use replica voices in your creative projects whether you're making a game a video audiobook or just need a voice for experimentation voice replication you must have explicit permission to replicate someone else's voice this includes professional talent character ip celebrities friends and family members Restricted content. You may not use replica for defamation, scams, fake news, illicit content, or other use, use cases where you are hiding behind a fake voice. I'm sure that will stop. Those people. are the two things.
1: It basically just says, please right. and then don't. And then it says, use our that. terms and please conditions
2: don't... or reach out to us if you're unsure.
1: Or just don't give people the tools to easily yeah. do it. Yeah. Right. That's also an option.
2: Do you want to hear an American voice, a British voice, an Eastern European voice or a Scottish voice?
1: Are oh, the Scottish one is, I think, amongst the worst. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. the man. All... Do you want Annabelle or Grey? Annabelle. Annabelle. Okay, okay, here we go. These are the Annabelle voice samples like. on
1: the website and it will get better, obviously, but this is what Look! they've got.
0: I already told you. You're cut off. It's time to go home. Now, get out of my tavern before I lose my patience and set the dogs on you. Oh. You and this is a demo
3: on their, their website.
1: It may not be coming I'll through fit, the speaker job. and then through the microphone, but there's such a sort of like yeah. Uh, yeah. Sort of wobbly it's like a voice going. This is stitching to it. it all together. Mm. This
2: is Colt. He is supposed to be Eastern European.
1: Now, I think this has to be. him. I think they must have this listed must him be because wrong because he's clearly a cowboy. Clearly Eastern cowboys. European. Jones.
2: take Williams, and circle round back.
1: Oh, round back.
2: Oh, it Take Williams and circle around back. okay, that oh, I don't like one that one. Want to play. Cold doesn't work. No, but
3: you could hear that was not an Eastern European. No, yeah. where's
1: the wizard guy? There's oh. like an old I guy, and Atlas. he's also he's very bad. Atlas. Atlas. Okay, we let's... must hold them back. Oh yeah,
0: we cannot allow even one to pass through the gate.
2: Quickly, with me.
1: It sounds like a I gamer poop, the city poop video. Yeah, trying to make off with a
0: barrel of ale just a fortnight ago. Doesn't oh, it's, so it's awful. It's so bad. It's bad. This, one's, yeah. this one's this this is Kaylee. She's American. Still like, get this. My dad said he would cut me off if I don't, like, get a job. Like? I mean, like, seriously, doesn't he know how hard I already work? Yeah.
3: And that's what they have on their homepage. Rubbish. Hey, use
1: our service. It's great. Now, presumably, when they get, I mean, I don't know how those were created. Mm. I don't know if that was data scrapes. That's not very ethical. Um, They may have just had people internally do that. But, like, when they get actual voice actors in, it's still not going to sound right because... Sometimes you see videos on like short form content, whether they be shorts or reels or TikToks or whatever. Mm. And they, you know, they're they're from these content farms. A lot. There's a lot of gaming videos like this. Like I, I get served sometimes Red Dead Redemption stuff on Facebook, even though I'm not interested in it at all. And it's got this sort of like deep Sam Elliott type voice. And you've probably heard it before that actually sounds pretty passable. But there's a lot of instances where it sort of goes... Uh, 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 mm-hmm. or like the octave suddenly changes or like the, the sentence comes to an abrupt stop yeah, and it doesn't sound right. I firmly believe that no matter how legitimate they are as a business and how ethical it is that they're doing things, if their AI isn't up to snuff, all of the actors no matter how good those actors are are gonna sound like that. oh yeah because yeah. it's will. gonna sound rubbish
2: i also just think that we've seen so many amazing examples of what voice acting can do to a game and what it really brings to the environment like spider-man 2 for example the amount of people that were talking about the mpc voice lines that were just people yeah. that were just paid to talk in a booth for half an hour and then just smacked into the game in various places that's so good. I mean, Baldur's Gate has literally hundreds of characters and they're all voiced. They're all different. They all have their own stuff going on. And the f- the way that we could very quickly see these brilliant voices being done by talented people becoming, will you go and rescue my dog? I lost it. My Can name is eat?
1: Astarian. Yeah. I am... A vampire.
2: Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Give him an so award. real. Yeah. Cut him
3: off at of the Game Awards. It doesn't give you the opportunity, presumably it doesn't give the opportunity to make that person's voice do it in any kind of different way. I mean, there might be ways to sort of alter the inflection and stuff, but what if you wanted a scene where Joel and Ellie walk into a, 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 a museum and there's like a, a, a man in a kilt or something and Ellie just jokingly puts on a Scottish accent and goes, "Oh, look out for that clicker or whatever. (laughs) She's just having a laugh with Joel or whatever. How do you get the robot voice Mm. that has presumably all American data put into it to like, oh, now just like for one line, do a joking Scottish accent. Yeah. Or what if a villain is like wearing a hood and until they take their hood off, off, they don't talk like this all the way through, but then they go, ah, it was me all along. You know, how Mm -hmm. do you get that? Those sort of mm. interesting creative moments. the nuance. Moments. Where yeah, is the nuance, nuance. In it? it won't be.
1: Every line will be spoken the same, and it's going to sound crap. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's the. That's not even the worst thing about it. That's just like the cherry on top of this whole situation. Is that it's not even good. No. no. It's not even good.
2: That's how it will affect the consumer. It's less about how yeah. it affect the people. Your games
1: are going to get worse because of this. Um, and good voice actors aren't going to get paid mm-hmm. or even used, even if they sign up for this potentially. If you stick me and Peter Austin and Ashton Matthews on a shelf and then there's Nolan North, who are they going to choose?
2: Well, if they're <laughs> voicing a female character, I think. It's probably, Probably, yeah.
1: probably well, still well, North. Nolan North. Maybe Nolan Don't put in the forward slash do our woman voice Yeah, yeah. as a lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, it's not even. I don't know, there's so many problems with this. I would not be shocked if they walk this back within the next few weeks. I we'll have to yeah. I hope that so, Uh Here's hoping. Yeah. Uh, but there we are. That is this week's big discussion, which means it's time according to our running order for the outro. Yes. Uh, thank you so much Every for listening, Every time you everybody.
2: make one spelling error or you make one thing and suddenly everyone's got to bring it up over and over again. It's
1: good though, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Ridiculous. Outro. Yeah. Peter,
3: where can people find us on the internet? You can find us at youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. That's where all of our content goes out, our streams on Twitch and our videos on YouTube. And speaking of Twitch, if you've got Amazon Prime and you are paying for that entire package, part of that package uh, is a sub on Twitch. It won't cost you anything extra. You're paying for it right now. You can redeem it on us and get all the usual benefits as though you are uh, a regular Twitch subscriber. Mm-hmm.
2: We have Twitter, Facebook, TikTok and Instagram on which we are Team Triple Jump on all of them. So come check them out. And on Patreon, we are patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for all kinds of rewards. Thank you so much for patrons for supporting us.
1: Yes, thank you, patrons. Uh, TripleJer.mup is our website. That's where you can find links to literally everything that we do. And you can find out more information about us if you want to. Uh, it's all there, though. Why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms and we'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much to everyone who's left us a review. We mm-hmm. We,
3: uh... We like you. You're all right.
1: Yeah, we do. <laughs> Peter, can mm-hmm. you talk to us about this week's sponsor just one last time? Uh,
3: yeah, it's uh, it's that brand new fighting game. Liam Neeson AI voice will be in there. I will, I will find you. <laughs> <I will. laughs> uh, t- Taken 8. It's going to be good. Very take
1: good. Taken 8. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening slash watching everybody. We'll be back in a week's time. Look after yourselves. Bye. 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 <laughs>